Welcome back to the WFL Live podcast. This is Dr. William Curtis, and I have a short uh, medical topic for you today that I'd like to cover between major episodes of the podcast due to, you know, it seems like there's a pretty big need in our community of listeners for people searching for answers on health issues. And of course, health is a huge component of you know, mastering self, mastering craft, accomplishing any life mission. If you don't have your health, if you don't have vitality, it's very difficult to have the energy to pursue anything you're trying to do in life. So on that note, I like to always, you know, if I, if I got something that's just burning in my mind, or if I get a lot of questions about this, I like to, I figure that you're probably having some of the same questions in your mind. I've done a series over time of probably, well, let's call it the last six weeks where I did some topics on COVID pretty you know, various aspects, mostly questions that people ask me. And at the time, giving my best answer based on that current information. So today I'd like to talk about COVID again, but from a slightly different perspective. What I'd like to chat about is I'd like to chat about the idea of this long haul COVID situation. Okay. So everyone knows someone that's had COVID. Everyone knows someone probably that's died of COVID, but we have a lot of these folks out there that are struggling with what is being called long haul COVID. And there's a lot of features, a lot of like findings that seem to be associated with that. What I've noticed clinically is there's people walking around that have had persistent respiratory problems. This can be evidenced uh, by shortness of breath or chronic lower stamina or maybe persistent wheezing, coughing, uh, or complaints of even pain taking a deep breath. These are all the post-inflammatory, probably vascular, vasculitis-type symptoms that are caused by this illness. And I think it's really important that we start to talk about, well, what can we do about that? Because I get a lot of people coming in, they're like, well, I don't know, I'll see the pulmonologist, or I don't know, I'll take my inhaler. And sometimes it doesn't seem to help very much, and people are frustrated by that. The other thing I'm running into is people complaining of neurologic symptoms like brain fog and just low energy generally. And I think those are also very key symptoms that, that we should probably address. With the folks that I've been talking to, this post-COVID long-haul effect seems to be affecting not not everyone, but a, a small percentage, but a significant percentage of people. And I'd like to give you a few tips or pointers of things right now at this, at this point in time, my thoughts on what you can do about that. Now, again, I don't know your specific situation. So if you have specific health issues, take these up with your doctor, okay? This is this is food for thought. This is things that maybe prompt a discussion with your doctor um, and things that should be safe for the most part for you to do. Uh, but, but always in your individual situation, don't assume what I'm talking about is what you have. You might have something much more specific, okay? But let me start by talking about why I think this, you know, long haul effect is occurring. First off, we know that inflammation is a primary problem with COVID-19. Now, we also know that people that have pre-existing inflammatory problems, this would be folks with metabolic disease like heart disease, like diabetes, uh, like obesity, um, and of course, advancing age. These are all situations where the immune system is dealing with a greater inflammatory, you know, pro greater inflammation at any given time. So when COVID comes along and it has its own uh, 
triggers for inflammation, the spike protein and all these things that go along with this inflammation. And we get this vascular inflammation, we get inflammation of the lung lining and, you know, uh, the consequence of this, many people get very, very sick and have even signs of, uh, you know, sepsis and, and multi-organ failure. But these folks that survive that and then have residual symptoms, I believe are suffering with some of the same problems uh, in, a, in a lesser capacity. Uh, you know, the infl- inflammation is still there. Inflammation is dealt with in the body by what we call, um, it's, a, it's what's called an oxidative process, meaning there are chemical, radical chemical elements that are running around in our bloodstream that the immune system is trying to, to clean up. And in many situations, our own immune system is actually using these radical uh, chemical species to kill virus and kill bacteria and to, uh, to sort of try to destroy uh, the invader, so to speak. Well, when this happens, these free radicals are floating around and they can damage tissue. Okay. These would be like peroxides and, and different types of uh, chemical sub-elements that the neutrophils, your white blood cells use to kill viruses and bacteria. The problem is, is we have a lot of those flowing through the bloodstream. The only way that we can kind of reduce those to a safe chemical structure that the body can either use or eliminate would be to be taking antioxidants. Okay. I think this should be what I'd love to see this as a, as a primary treatment when people first get sick would be probably massive doses of antioxidants, maybe even IV dosing of antioxidants. Okay. But let's say you do have long haul. Let's say you're fatigued or maybe you just had a bad case of COVID and you're feeling run down and tired. Well, what could you do? The first thing I would do is I would reverse the reason inflammation occurs in the human body uh, with regards to metabolic disease, okay? That would be eliminating in a very strong way almost all processed sugar from your diet. I would be on an extremely low sugar diet, okay? Sugar triggers inflammatory processes in the human body. It raises LDL cholesterol via its action on triglycerides. And it leads to greater and greater problems in the human body that we start to identify as obesity, uh, diabetes, uh, pre-diabetes for that matter, and heart disease. It also leads ultimately to cancer and Alzheimer's disease. And I think there's a lot of evidence that this is true. Well, one thing you can do is you can eliminate those things. That means shifting to more ketogenic diet, which is high in fat, perhaps is as much as 70% of the diet. Uh, This is something I use with my patients to treat type 2 diabetes and my killing diabetes program. And I also use intermittent fasting in a very low sugar diet. This is what I would recommend uh, for its anti-inflammatory effects to get off of grains and sugars and all these processed drinks that we have and things like soda. The next thing that I would do in a situation like this uh, is in addition to cleaning up my diet, increasing the good fats and lowering processed sugar is I would try to get more sleep, perhaps as much as seven to nine hours. And you say, well, I, I, I've got work to do, or I've got this, or I've got this, or I feel like I should be doing more. Sometimes it's a season that you're in where you need to rest more. And I would suggest that people who have had long haul probably make sure they're getting seven to nine hours of sleep. Give yourself the opportunity to allow your natural inflammatory processes to be resolved by uh, sleep and rest. By the way, your hormones that have been under the gun, if you've had COVID, you know, you've got high stress hormones and all these kind of things. Those things only recharge themselves while you're sleeping. So it's best to not burn your candle at both ends when the situation's going on. 
The other thing I would do is I would probably increase mobility. So during the day, it doesn't have to be intense exercise, especially if you've got respiratory problems, things like that, but some type of light walking or or low intensity exercise is probably good. It gets your blood going. It gets positive hormones going. It also um, can help you, um, you know, kind of burn off stress of being, you know, maybe quarantined, you know, things like that. And I think it's always a good thing to get the cardiovascular system going. Please do that, you know, in the cool of the morning or sometime when it's not super stressful outside, like, you know, high humidity, high heat days, especially if you've had shortness of breath, that type of thing. But I do think it's important to move. And along with moving, breathing, let's say you have it so bad that it's difficult for you to to exert yourself hardly at all. Well, you can still do pranayama breathing. And I've done videos on this. You can look back in a few episodes back about um, breathing techniques that can be used. Um, but you, anytime we're breathing uh, purposefully, we're, we're breathing from the deep belly, you know, down deep in our diaphragm and we're generating nice, full, open lungs. Well, we're moving oxygen better. Uh, we're also clearing out and using the lungs natural motion to get fluid out of the lungs. And I think this is part of the healing process. It's also very relaxing to use meditative breathing like pranayama breathing. So take a look at that. Look at some of our previous COVID episodes where I talked about treatment options uh, because I think those, even though some of these episodes I've been doing on COVID, I think could be outdated in time. I still think some of the earlier treatment and in, in early treatment and prevention strategies I recommended are probably still true right now at this at the recording of this. The last thing I want to talk about is, well, look, I just said oxidation is the major problem with inflammation in the human body, especially after COVID-19, but also with diabetes, with heart disease, you name it. Uh, well, we should take antioxidants. Okay. Now it's beyond the scope of a little short blurb like this to, to, you know, give exact details of everything, but I'm going to put in the show notes, um, some of the things that, uh, I would recommend, maybe even a couple of key products that I would use. Um, but you can get these types of, you know, products anywhere. And I also want you to mainly just keep in mind the big picture of the types of products I'm talking about, because many of you probably are taking some of these. The first one on this list that would be fall into this antioxidant regimen would be vitamin C. Another would be vitamin E, B1, B2, B12, B5, N-acetylcysteine or NAC, quercetin, green tea, coenzyme Q10, pyroloquinolone, also uh, quinine, also known as PQQ. Really butchered that one. PQQ, just remember that. Most of these, uh, for instance, like vitamin C and the B vitamins are all water soluble. So you can take very large quantities of these and you will not have any untoward problems from it. These are also all of the ones I listed here are very powerful antioxidants, in particular PQQ, uh, quercetin, NAC, all the B vitamins and vitamin C, all very powerful antioxidants. Remember, the damage that's going on, the inflammation that's going on can be neutralized by taking large doses of these type products. I take a product myself, Dr. Uh, Gordon taught me about uh, called Brain Rescue One. Now, it's like for brain health. It's from Millennium. Uh, it's from a company called Millennium. I think you can, I'll try to put a show note or something on that. But I like this product because it's got, you know, it's a little goo type packet. You just squirt in your mouth and, or you can put it in water and mix it around. But again, you can get others like this. There's tons of combinations and there's more coming out every day. I think it's more important that when you hear those names that I read off and you can re- rewind it to, you know, 30 seconds and hear those again, 
these are these are items that are very powerful antioxidants and can neutralize inflammation. I think they're part of the healing process, especially if you've had unbalanced inflammation, especially if you've had uh, COVID in recent weeks or months and are suffering prolonged symptoms from that. So again, besides large doses of antioxidants, remember we want to be on a high fat, low carb diet. We want sleep, mobility, and perhaps breathing activities in the form of meditative breathing like pranayama breathing. I want to keep this very short today. This is um, a quick episode on positive things you can do to overcome effects of inflammation or and, and more specifically inflammation and long-haul COVID symptoms. Does this mean you're going to suddenly be better? You could. It's possible, but we need to focus on why these organs like your brain, your lungs, and uh, you know, um, uh, your immune system is struggling. And that that uniform pathway of disease is inflammation. And inflammation has oxidation as one of its primary features. And taking antioxidants in large quantities is the most important thing you could do uh, bar none, in my opinion. So uh, I'll end there and I always welcome questions. I hope this is valuable to you. If it is great, share it. Um, it always helps you know, spread our message uh, for you to share and leave reviews for us. And uh, if this is uh, something that you have more questions on, I'm happy to answer those inside the Future Focus Health Network, specifically in the WFO Life Tribe, which I'll leave a link for in the show notes. Lastly, I want to add that we got a whole series of interviews coming up. Uh, tonight, we're interviewing uh, Dr. Yass. He is a, uh, a doctor of physical therapy, and he's got a very special technique for identifying why people have chronic pain. Really looking forward to chatting with him. So be looking for that in the future, uh, in future episodes. And then also, we've got another interview with Terry McDougal, which is an author and an executive leader and a, a, a coach. And she's a she's going to be chatting with us in the next few days on you know, her, her latest book and, and how people can get ahead whenever they're trying to work in the corporate world, how they can, how they can play the game better, so to speak. So if these things are, you know, things that might be interesting to you, keep an eye out for the next few episodes. Those are coming down the pipeline along with about four or five other interviews we've already got slated. So, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Story and I plan to be busy for the coming weeks, preparing more content for you. And I look forward to hearing back from you. Take care.